Here's the million dollar question. How do men like us reach our full potential and grow into the men we dream of being while taking care of our responsibilities, working, being good husbands, fathers, and still take care of ourselves? That's the question. This podcast will help you with those answers. My name is Brent and welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast. Sex. Now that I have your attention, who doesn't want more confidence, better sex life, a closer connection with your partner? It's been called sexual Kung Fu. It's life altering, according to a lot of people. And you likely really have no idea what it is and what I'm talking about. Today, we're going to change that. Welcome to the Falcon Man Podcast, your home for all things man, husband, and father. My name is Brent. And today, my special guest is tantric coach, Sarah Rose, bringing us some ancient wisdom for modern men. Sarah, welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast. Hey, thank you for having me. As you were doing that intro, I was reading the words on the background behind you, and they're perfect. I love everything that is there. I'm duty-bound to reach my potential and so much more. I'm not perfect. I'm oh. a work in progress. Yes, yes. Our, our new flag. Thank you. That's so good. So good. <laughs> I've been asked so many times, what is this about? Trying to condense that down. So I did this design a couple of weeks ago and I just got this actually earlier this week. I'm very happy with the way it turned out. It's a lifestyle we're trying to embrace here at The Fallible Man. And there's people keep, well, what's your elevator pitch? I suck at that still. I've been at that, this for a year and a half, almost getting closer to two years. And I still don't have a good elevator pitch. Yeah. I noticed it very on point. So thank you. I love it. Yeah. Sarah, I am a crappy hostess and I don't do big introductions because I get to research my guests beforehand and I can read off accolades, but that doesn't actually convey anything to our listeners. So in your own words, who is Sarah Rose? Hello, everybody. I am Sarah Rose. I'm a men's sex and relationship coach. I have been studying personal and spiritual development for the last 20 years. I went to India and I trained in Tantra. And I just have a passion for helping men and women reach this a place of peace and rest in their relationships, helping people in modern relationships figure this thing out because clearly we're in a new day and age when it comes to roles and expectations and relationships and most people don't have a roadmap for this and so it's my passion to bridge that gap all right now if you can get through the next one you're home free this is the hard question okay what is your favorite ice cream ice cream is like my least favorite dessert <laughs> <laughs> We were having the discussion about this the other day. It was actually just a couple of days ago. My mom was in town visiting because it was my daughter's birthday. And so we were at the restaurant and like they brought this mad milkshake that all of us shared and we didn't even finish it. That's how huge it was. And my my son said to my mom, what did you do to, to mama to make her not like ice cream? <laughs> Well, see, it actually is a hard question. But I'll go with chocolate okay. anything. <laughs> I actually never expected that to be a hard question. I've never had someone tell me they don't like ice cream. Wow. It's just not my thing. Yeah, no, I don't know. know I, I and it. I love sweets, but it's not ice cream so much. I get it. I get it. Everybody's got their thing. I don't like cake much. So oh, yeah, it's just, I've never, I grew up, we had birthday pies. We didn't have birthday cakes growing up. Birthday pie. Where yeah. are you from? Oh, we're a real Southern family. My family's all Texan. 
Okay, I lived in Texas for 15 years. So when you said birthday pie, I got it. <laughs> I totally got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the first time I went to a friend's house and they had birthday cake. I was confused. It was like, no. So, <laughs> let me tell you a story. You'll like this. So I, I wanted to have you on the show because a lawyer listener of mine actually came to visit me and asked me, about the idea of having a Tantra coach on. He told me that Tantra was changing his life and knew most men's exposure was very limited or non-existent. Happily, not long after that, your publicist, your people reached out to me about you being on the show. And I was like, wow, that's just fortuitous. So him and I had discussed this over a couple of days and he was telling me how it was changing his life. And so after your people reached out, I actually had him I was like, hey, have you heard of this person? I just talked to her people and he's like, no, but let me look into it. So one of my listeners actually has been digging into listening to your stuff, your podcast. And I think he actually signed up for one of your masterminds or something you did about two weeks ago. Oh, cool. It was a couple hours on mm -hmm. a Saturday or something. I don't know anything about it. So I wanted, it's like, okay, we'll vet this. Is this going to fill that need? Because I don't know. She could be telling me to do hula hooping to change my life. And I wouldn't know that's not part of it. So I actually purposely did not dig into this. This is for my friend and one of my good listeners that has been very supportive. And I actually purposely did not dig into it. He sent me all kinds of like links from Tantra coaches he's worked with and stuff like that. He's super excited about it, but I didn't dig into him because I wanted to be able to come at this interview from the standpoint of a lot of my listeners who this is going to be a very new idea to them. And so we're going to, we're going to start from a zero point because I have a feeling that's where a lot of men are with their knowledge on this. And so I'm really excited about having this conversation because it was just this amazing timing to get a chance to work with you. That's so cool. I love that. And I'm super excited to be able to dispel myths that people have around Tantra. I think the way that I teach it is very different from a lot of being currently taught. And I just, I love talking about it. I love educating men on this and yeah, just like helping you guys really get how powerful and how transformative this is. Awesome. So some of us are, are, limited exposure to tantra came from american pie 2 i don't know if you watched that <laughs> i've never seen it one of the guys in the crew just becomes obsessed over the course of the prior year his freshman year of college with tantra and he's always meditating and he's holding back hoping to meet this woman he's fallen madly in love with towards the end of the summer who will be visiting so he's saving up for that and that is our limited, like when my friend was like, Hey, I want to tell you about this. I was like a thing from American pie. And I, <laughs> so I'm sure that's really inaccurate. Like most things in that movie. So can you just start us really basically what is Tantra? Oh, wow. It's, that's a huge question and it's <laughs> know, really going to vary and be so different depending on who you talk to well, and let, how you let's ask. Go, let's go high level because I'm sure that is a hugely broad subject. Yeah. Um, so 
there's Tantra and there's Neo-Tantra, which is Tantric sex. Traditionally, classical Tantra really had limited to do with sex. It was it was a spiritual path. It was something to move towards enlightenment. It was a whole lifestyle. Even as parts of it would be similar to being a religious type thing. And then, but it was not focused on sex the way that we're used to hearing about Tantra. Now, Neo-Tantra, which is more of a modern, it really has hardly anything to do with classical original Tantra at all. So neo-tantric sex includes a lot of using your breath to to have better sex making different sounds um like creating experiences in your body with your focus that your your pleasure is expanding using the way that you just have this intimacy and connection with your partner to have help sex feel a lot better it's slowing down it's being really present all of that so the way that I teach Tantra, because I'm trained in both classical Tantra and Neo-Tantra, classical Tantra definitely influences the way that I teach because classical Tantra was very much focused on how to bring parts of you, like the taboo parts of society, going into those parts, not being afraid of the taboo, not being afraid of the darkness that's inside of you, that type of thing. So we all have our shadows. We all have parts of ourselves that we're ashamed of, that we wish didn't exist, that we wish that no one knew about. And those actually hold us back. They disempower us to, to have that. And so when I'm working with people and to train them in Tantra, so much of what I do is I help them really embrace these shadow aspects of them to go into them directly and to claim their power back. And sexuality has been such a taboo part of society, even today where there's porn and like sex all over the place. When it comes to individuals on a personal level, like normal people, there's still a lot of shame when it comes to sex. There's a lot of pain when it comes to sex. And so so in a sense, I help help them liberate from that pain, from that shame, from the grief that they have, the stuff that's holding them back from having really amazing sex. So it's a lot of healing work. It's a lot of getting to the root, the basis. So that way you can move to the other side into the bliss, into having incredible connection and intimacy with the woman you love. Okay. Thank you for that. That's a lot to unpack all at once. I understand why that was such a complex question. I, I yes. apologize for putting you on the spot. It's like <laughs> you, you, you got to work with me because I'm here with a Tantra for Dummies right now. I'm, you know, like I said, real, real limited understand. I understand that there's some connection to a form of yoga, but, and I understand from talking to my friend that there are different schools of Tantra. Um, and he started like saying things like white Tantra and black Tantra. And I don't understand what any of that means, but one of the things he talked about that he was interested in was the practice of semen retention and how some practices of Tantra use do that. And some don't, he said that your methodology, the way you teach in your classes don't, whereas like his, how did he phrase it? His lineage did. Does that, 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 that make sense to you? I apologize if it doesn't. 
Yeah, no, it definitely does. So semen retention, which would be non-ejaculatory orgasms, non-ejaculatory sex, is definitely something that I do teach men how to do that. So you can have multiple orgasms, you can have full body orgasms, you can have orgasms just just go on and on without having a refractory period because you didn't ejaculate. So orgasm and ejaculation are actually two separate phenomena. Orgasm has slightly before ejaculation does. And but we've evolved, men have evolved for them to occur almost simultaneously. So that way the orgasm is an incentive for ejaculation because ejaculation, of course, is evolutionarily necessary for the survival of our species. When you you learn how to separate the two, you can actually have the orgasm and not have the ejaculation. And then, but ejaculation is healthy. There's a lot of medical science around the health of a man and in ejaculating. So I don't ever encourage men to never ejaculate. But it is nice to have the option and it's nice to be in control of ejaculation and choosing when and if you ejaculate. So for instance, a lot of guys, they get to a point of no return when they're having sex and they just can't stop the ejaculation from happening. They come, it's over, sex is done. That's a typical heterosexual type of sex experience. And so when you are, when you can stop your ejaculation, sex can last as long as you want. You have more control over your body. You're able to ejaculate because you want to, not because you're something took over and you, it was just beyond your control anymore. You're going you're gonna to rock some worlds here with this kind of information. <laughs> Everything I know, which I'm sure is not a great deal in life, is wait, that the, the math doesn't add up on that somehow because that, that's always what sex has been. You have sex, you have an orgasm and you come, that's sex. So the idea of separating these things, and he was talking about that, it's like, that's a lot to wrap the head around as a guy who's never heard of that concept before. So there's different disciplines and different ideals. And from what I was reading on your website, you combined your understanding and teachings of Tantra with some biology and just the way the world actually functions together to create kind of your very own path of, hey, this will help you. I was actually really interested because I saw that you said that this can help people with performance issues like ED, premature ejaculation, not enough coffee, sorry. Can you expound on that a little bit, how this can help men health-wise? Yes. So performance anxiety then comes from several different things. Guys may have performance anxiety because of stress at work or stress in their relationships, stress from taking care of children or other family members. But the main reason that men have performance anxiety is because of body image issues or they're worried about their penis size. They're, they have stress around pleasing their partner sexually. They don't have enough sexual confidence to know that they can perform in the bedroom. And so those are the areas that I am able to help. So sometimes erectile 
erectile dysfunction is from something medical. Even those things, a lot of what shows up physically in the body has deep roots in our psychology and in our emotions. And so I'm working with people on that level, on the level of their psychology, the level of their emotions, on their energy. So that way their physical body, the expression in this physical reality is optimal. It's what they want it to be. So for instance, if a guy, for, maybe he was really stressed out one day and he came super fast, maybe the woman he was with had a bad reaction to it. And then he gets in his head about it. And every time they have sex, now he's, he's coming really fast and now she's pissed and he's has no confidence. And so I work with them. To, I work with men to help them regain that confidence to be able to literally create an identity that they show up as when they're having sex that is strong, as powerful, as confident, that is the man that he wants to be when he's having sex. When what I see the, though with a lot of sexual dysfunction is it's, it comes back to something like even from childhood. So for instance, if a man has a belief about himself that he is not worthy of love, which is a very common belief that most people have some part of them that they're not worthy of love, then throughout his life, he's going to be doing things to prove that. Okay, because this is the belief that he has. And so if he's with a woman and he, on the subconscious level, he thinks I'm not worthy of her love and he ejaculates quickly, she gets mad, eventually their marriage dissolves, he's proven again that he's not worthy of love. So it's really important when looking at sexual function and sexual struggles to heal at the root. And this is what's missing in most places. Like most people, they give you some tip and trick to try and last longer or try and get hard. And none of it, it just doesn't last, right? Because it's surface level. I don't think uh, with some of the misconceptions on this channel, we talk a lot about some of the misconceptions about men and stuff like that. And the non, right? Men are not emotional. Men are not, right? We don't feel things. I think one of the more damaging things about the porn industry is a lot of guys have major self-esteem issues because they think that this is what they should look like, whether it's size, whether it's stamina. And so then all it takes is one bad relationship to go compound this belief we have about ourselves from this we're exposed to at a very early age most of the time and now you have one woman who was angry with their lover at some point or whatever who said something and they have no idea how long like deeply that sinks in i know i i had one of my early girlfriends just lash out one day after we had broken up and i still sits in my subconscious today People think the guys don't feel anything, but there is, you're, I think you're right. There's absolutely a lot in the background and the psyche that has major impacts on how we react to things, how we perform, how we feel about ourselves. So it's very cool that you're digging into that and helping your clients with that. Yeah. And they become just 
so incredibly confident. And it's amazing to see how their relationships change, how it helps them become better dads. They become more proficient at work. They start making more money. Like just sexual confidence impacts everything, our whole life. It is, if you think about it, like sex is what we come from. It is what we're created from. And if we feel like we're lacking in that area of our life, it's almost like this lack from the source of our existence. So how did you get here? I know this isn't what you always used to do. So I've seen you have programs for men and we'll talk about that in a little bit. You have programs for women. It looks like as well. How did Sarah um, end up being a Tantra coach and, and doing this? Yeah, so I got married very young. I was raised Christian, like fundamentalist Christian, when it was a very common in the community that I was part of for people to get married young. And I did. And I had two children, but the marriage, the relationship was never a healthy, happy marriage from the beginning. It just never was. And we ended up getting divorced. And I went to, I had already been doing yoga for a long time. And so I had that part of me. I had started doing personal development work and that was when I found Tantra. And so I went to India and I got certified to be a teacher. I went back again, actually, and got more certifications. My kids were little and they went with me. It took two nannies with me and they had this guide and they were like traveling all around India while I'm like sitting in the ashram doing my training. It's been a journey. But after coming back, I met somebody, I was living in Austin at the time and he had the same guru that I did. We were in the same lineage. And so he and I started a relationship and we were together for two years and we were practicing Tantra and having Tantric sex. And I really got to go super deep and explore all of this. And then when that relationship ended and I was just back out there in the world of conventional performative sex and largely unconscious relationships, I was just like, wow, like something has to be done. And so that was when I took my, my business online, became an international company. Before that, I was teaching locally in Austin. And so I was just determined that I was going to fix this problem. Like I had just experienced something absolutely fucking incredible. And there was no way I was never going to have that again. <laughs> so I felt like if it was something I desired and something that changed my life and helped me heal from the inside out, then a lot of other people would desire that as well. Seems like you found something. You found a calling for you. That's awesome. Now, guys, we're spending some time getting to know Sarah and trying to learn a little bit of the basics about Tantra to understand before we go down the rabbit hole, because I know for me, I definitely need a, a pretty decent little overview here to go, okay, I this makes a little more sense now. I still feel like I really don't have a good grasp on it, but we're getting there and we're going to hang out with you a little bit. Guys, in the second half of the show, we're going to dig in a little deeper into how Tantra can apply to your life, how to get started in it and more. So guys, we're going to roll our sponsor and we'll be right back with more from Sarah. I'm calling on all men right now to stand up and stand against this horrific crime. 
It is estimated that over 300,000 children are being sex trafficked in the United States alone every single day. I want you to get on your social media. I want you to follow savinginnocence.org or fightforme.net. Both of these charities are working to end child trafficking in the United States and abroad. You can donate at www.thefallibleman.com shop and buy our inhuman trafficking merchandise and all proceeds will be given indefinitely to savinginnocence.org. You can also go to www.savinginnocence.org slash donate and donate directly to Saving Innocence. Men, it is time for us to fight and stop this horrible thing known as human trafficking. Guys, welcome back. We're here with Sarah Rhodes discussing Tantra, what that is, what it can do for you, and why maybe you should pay a little attention, guys. In the first part of the show, Sarah was giving us some, the ground level of this. And guys, anything that happens, I'm only going to give you so much and you're going to have to go keep looking into it. Sarah has an incredible website that I'll show you guys. Actually, you know what? We'll just throw that up right now at Tantra. Give this up here. TantraActivation.com. And there's a lot of information, guys, including links to her podcast, links to her blog or social media. But... There is information directly about her program for men, about her program for women, and so much you can dig into, not to mention Sarah is a very lovely woman, and there are some lovely pictures of you on the site. I don't know how planned that was. I'm sure it was. I'm not a marketing guy, but I jumped onto your site. I got the link initially from your publicist, and I was at my nine to five job. Uh, I clicked on your website. I was like, I am not sure I should have clicked on this from work. Actually, we really tamed it down from where it was. I worked for a fairly (laughs) uptight company. I was like, ah, the IT department's going to look at my history and be like, what were you looking at on your work computer? Hey, all for a good cause. Come on. If you're doing better in that part of your life, you're going to be doing better at work. (laughs) (laughs) Just let them know, hey, this is to benefit you. (laughs) It it will certainly get your attention, guys. Yeah, it's a beautiful website, by the way. But yeah, it will certainly get your attention. And you can dig even more into what Sarah's going got going on there. She also has the Tantric Activation with Sarah Rose podcast. I was listening to it this morning for the show. You have some great stuff on there. I started following you on Instagram and just the nice little tidbits you throw out there. They're just good information, good little thoughts of oh hey, it's a nice little feed bit throughout the day to help. So Thank you for putting out some great material. Thank you. I work very hard on it and it really matters to me that I reach people and help. This is an area where so many people are suffering and it's just, it's an unnecessary suffering. So Sarah, to get us back rolling again, what purchase of $100 or less did you make in the last year that's had the biggest impact on your life? Wow. You have some good questions that really stump me. I stole that one from Tim Ferriss, to be fair. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How quickly am I supposed to answer this? I'm like looking around. Uh, I have expensive taste. I'm like, nothing's under $100. You know, I've heard that before. I've had several people be like, dinner? (laughs) That's the... No, I live in New York City. Dinner's not under $100. (laughs) I took my son out the other night. It was like over 200 bucks wow. just for dinner. It's crazy. So expensive here. Oh my goodness. So 
Hmm. Oh, okay. I really well, no, that wasn't under hundred dollars. <laughs> my nails get my nails done every week. Hey, you so, know Sarah Rose Red. <laughs> your nails are part of your image, right? They actually are. I've literally had this same nail polish, the same color, since 2017. Wow. Yeah. No, no varies varying, just it, Every two weeks during the pandemic, when I was not going to a nail salon, they were natural nails. But other than that, every two weeks. Hey, when you're a brand on your own, <laughs> people don't understand. I laugh because the first one of the first interviews I ever did on the podcast, because I started as a solo podcast, I got towards the end of the interview and the guy was like, man, you got, this is a great persona look you got going on. And I'm like, Looked around. I, it took me like 10 minutes. I was like, oh, thank you. You know, just trying to finish up the podcast. Like I had to talk to my wife afterwards because I don't know. And she was like, oh, he thinks this is a gimmick. <laughs> and it, it like, it took a bit to sink in. It's like, no, this is just me. This is what I look like. My daughters picked out the haircut because they all decided I can't shave my head anymore. I look too menacing with a shaved mm-hmm. head apparently. But I mean, I, I've had a, my oldest daughter, 10 years old. I've had a beard since before she was born. But I've realized it's like, wait, I even worked that into some of my branding. And it's like, oh, wait, now I'm kind of stuck this way, right? This is uh, just me. So, you know, when you're when you're the persona, right, you're the you're the face that sells it. Right. <laughs> I had a friend. Well, I mean, I will say my boyfriend likes it, too. So it's, you know, also for him. It's not just a brand. No, okay. <laughs> Never, never a bad thing when your boyfriend's good with it. Yes. I had a friend who modeled for Nike when she was younger and she said the contracts were insane. Like they couldn't change the brand of makeup they use, the color schemes they use. She actually lost her job because she got pregnant without permission. Wow. I was like, oh, she's like, no, I am an item. Like I, this is bought and paid for. I was like, wow. That was my first real run in with like personal branding and that was before i even understood what that meant so now everybody's got to look have a certain look or a certain way especially when you're a public person right yeah i mean i don't know i just kind of do what i like but (laughs) (laughs) and here guys next week it's gonna be blue just because you thought about it this much it's gonna be like blue just because we focused on it too much i know right (laughs) So Sarah, I was listening to the latest episode of your podcast this morning, and it seems that there's a great deal more, and you talked about it a little bit, to Tantra, and you said that Neo-Tantra, if I'm saying that correctly, is specifically the more sex portion of it. Listening to your podcast this morning, it's like, okay, so this is a much deeper thing. I'm sure that most of us go, when we hear the word Tantra, even without understanding it, we go to the sex portion of it. But you were talking about helping performance issues, and about it helping at an emotional level. I know on your website, you said you work with some pretty large scale business people making large figures. And I know that sometimes men in high power positions really struggle at a relational level because it it takes a certain mentality to run high level businesses and be the power CEO, especially the bigger the corporation. So, you're putting the package together well, 
And I, this is going to be a huge question, I'm sure. We talked about elevator pitches earlier. Sell me, right? If we were just having this conversation, you were trying to convince me this would change my life. Sell me on Tantra. Yeah. Can I actually read you something? Yes. All right. So this was this morning actually in my men's group. One of the guys that I've worked with put this in there. He says, I realized that in working on being the best version of myself in this program, which to me meant working on my sexuality and masculinity, I came face to face with the essence of who I was, exposing all my vulnerabilities. I learned to love who I am and that sex really does matter. When you experience sex beyond the procreative and physical to a highly spiritual, metaphysical, mind-blowing, orgasmic flow of energy, you realize just how important it is. Just like exercising, being good at your job, finding your mission in life matters. It's time we saw sex as the truly sacred art that it is, a deep meditation, a holy communion, and a dance with the force of creation, which that last part is a quote by Marcus Allen. But that first part was all for my client. He has a military background. He came to me with erectile dysfunction, premature ejaculation. He was recently divorced and had met a woman that he was madly in love with, the love of his life. And she was about to leave him because of his lack of being able to connect with her intimately during sex. And he came to me and he said, Sarah, please help. And he he's incredible. I mean, you hear that. He went from her about to leave him. Now they're engaged. They're getting married this spring. He is such a joy. It has been one of the greatest privileges of my life to see his growth in this program and how he transformed everything. He's a mentor to the other men that come into the program now. And that's what is possible. Being a YouTuber, I do a lot of studying into that, right? Into marketing and social. And they say social proof is everything, right? That testimonial is huge. That's we are not encouraged to work on ourselves as men. We are told to perform. We're told to provide. Otherwise we have no value, but people joke about men stop improving at potty training, but there is a point where we're just told to go. We're workhorses, go work. I've been amazed on my own journey with the fallible man as I try to improve myself to grow how many other men aren't even thinking about that they're not encouraged to they're not having those conversations that's a huge testimony to what you're doing with the men and i'm going to cut right to this right now so this is your man on fire program is that correct yes that's correct go ahead <laughs> yeah man on fire it's amazing like the men that come into that program are very courageous they're men who are not only willing to work on themselves but able to work on their sexuality and to move beyond the state of performative sex and that is what is typical is we see in porn like you said this performance-based sex that's very damaging to men it's damaging to relationships it's damaging to women it it creates this idea of something that is not realistic. And even if it was, nobody would want it because it doesn't feel good. We can all masturbate ourselves. We can all have orgasms ourselves. So we don't need someone else to do that. Why do we have sex? For connection, for intimacy, for love, to be seen, 
to be heard, to be felt by another. And you're not going to get that if you're just pounding away. Making love is what we all want, men and women. And men, so often, like you said, they're not allowed to express that part of themselves, that emotional side of themselves. But it is, it's the part of us that deeply wants to be felt and seen. Wow. Emotional connection. They don't teach that to men. It's, we're just not even taught that's part of it. Sadly, most of us aren't taught anything about sex other than what we saw in a movie. So the idea of an emotional connection that we generally only associate with, well, that's why women have sex. Men have sex because men have sex. Women have sex to connect, right? It, it's the bullshit that we're taught and that is impressed upon us. So say I'm interested, but I'm not hundred percent ready to try and jump into your program, right? I'm not quite there. Where do I go? What resources out there? You have your podcast as we talked about. So guys, there's a place to start tantric activation with Sarah Rose podcast and you have social media, but how do I start this journey? Yes. So you mentioned your friend that came to one of my free workshops. I have another free workshop coming up in a couple of weeks. I like for, to do those so that way people can get a sense and to actually feel this in their own body because so much of Tantra is on the level of our energetics and it's hard to understand from a mental intellectual level. It is something that you feel. And so I do these workshops from time to time so that way you can feel it. And if you think about, we have the, these physical bodies that we live in, but what part of us is actually most developed? The mind, the mental body. And then typically the physical body actually comes second to that. Like we typically spend less time focused on working out and eating healthy than we do on how much we're learning or how much we're working, how much we're using our mind. And then for men in particular, this emotional aspect of us comes third. There's not a whole lot of development around our emotions. And then last is the energetic state. And But if you've ever had really incredible, really amazing sex, you didn't think your way through it. And it was even less around the physical acts that happened. Really great sex happens on the emotional level and it happens on the energetic level. And so if those two parts of you are severely underdeveloped as they are in most people, not just men and most people, it's hard to have really amazing sex. And so a lot of what I do helps you develop those two parts of yourself. And when you do, you have experiences like I just read to you. So I'm ready to start this journey. How do I, how do you recommend to the men you work with to reach this with their spouses, their partners? Yeah, and it's coming at this from a different place, clearly. And because men have this expectation to be the ones that have it handled in the bedroom, it can be something that they feel like they want to handle on their own and not talk to their partner about. And I get that. And it's, guys, you got to grow up. 
You really do. And it's important that you have difficult conversations with your partner. One of the things that I see a lot is men, they're very, it's hard for them to have conversations that are difficult, but because they're afraid that it might cause some pain, but you're already in pain, right? There's a reason why you're wanting to make change in your life. And being a man means you can handle this. Like you can handle a difficult conversation and it's gonna be okay. Your personal development, your development of your masculinity, your development of a healthy relationship with your wife, it shouldn't be something that's like a big deal, right? It's look, this is for us. This is something because you're important to me. Our relationship is important to me. Our sex life is important to me. It's not that you're not enough or I'm not enough. It's because I want this to be the best part of our life. It's that important. I like that. It's a good way to come at it. I think the value of us, right? Yeah. And what example do you want to leave for your children? So many of the men that I work with, they have kids. And what legacy do you want to give your kids? Do you want them to have the legacy of two parents that adore each other and that have a vibrant, healthy relationship? Sex is a big part of that. We, we talked about that quite a bit on my channel is your marriage or your relationship has to come first for your kid's sake. Your sons need to learn how to love a woman. Your daughters need to learn the expectation of how a man should love them and what that healthy relationship looks like. Because I got two daughters. I There isn't a day that goes by that I don't think about, am I showing them how that they should expect a man to treat them, right? In the way I treat their mother. That's something very important to me. It was just profound when someone shared that thought with me a couple of years ago. It's, I, you're setting the tone for what they should expect, mm -hmm. right? And I, my goal, my personal goal, that's actually how this all started for me was, I want to set that bar so stupidly high that they can't help but find good men eventually because yeah. they won't accept anything else. Yeah. So a lot of men come in and it sounds like they're trying to fix something. It sounds like this is almost a symptom of bigger holes. What do you see most commonly? Guys are trying to patch up. Yeah, and your wording on that is spot on. They come in, they're like, Sarah, just tell me what to do to fix this. And men have this, often have this idea that sex is going to fix things. That if we just have sex and if the sex just works, it's going to fix everything. And it's a big part of it, but it's only half of it. Your heart is the other half because it's in a man's nature to penetrate a woman, to fuck her, to just have his penis inside of her. It's a woman's nature to be able to penetrate a man's heart. And so many men don't have that, the ability to open their heart, the ability to allow a woman to really penetrate them. 
And when that happens, a woman is just as stifled, uh, is, is as much pain as you are when you're not getting sex. And it's both. A lot of women, they will start out in a relationship and open themselves up sexually to a man or receive him only to then shut down because they're not able to penetrate his heart. And guys, this is your heart is something that we work on a lot where I actually guide you through practices to help you like break down the walls, break down the barriers there to be able to open up to her. And that when you have that equilibrium in the relationship, that's when everything is flowing. That's when you're in a really healthy state of give and receive. And that's when you're both being filled up and you're both so powerful. You're living in your power from that state. When there's an imbalance, that's when everything goes to shit in a relationship. You've been featured in Men's Health, Vogue, Cosmo, The New York Post. You have your podcast and your clients. What's next for Sarah Rose? writing a book and gonna have a show it's gonna happen yeah yeah like tv tv yeah that yeah. would be cool be so much fun <laughs> Sarah, where can people find you what's the best ways tantricactivation.com if you go there that will lead you everywhere else you guys as always we will have all of her links social media the website down in the show notes and in the description to make sure that you can find your way over to Sarah. Check out her podcast. I, I really was enjoying the episode this morning that I was listening to. I think it's 88. It's your latest episode, I think. Cool. This morning, it was surprising. Like it, it honestly wasn't what I totally expected with my <laughs> limited understanding of Tantra. So that was a lot of fun to just listen to this morning and try and get an idea. Huh, maybe I really have no clue about this. Got it but it was really insightful. So I really enjoyed that this morning. Guys, check that out. Sarah, thank you for taking the time to hang out with us and to be on the show. Thank you for what you're doing for men. I am so grateful when I get to work with women who are advocating for men and trying to help us be the best versions of ourselves. So thank you for that. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Guys, I hope you learned something today. Seriously, dig into what Sarah is talking about. We all have to work on ourselves every day. We're not complete. Only dead things stop growing. So guys, as always, be better tomorrow because what you do today, and we'll see you on the next one. This has been the Fallible Man Podcast. Your home for everything man, husband, and father. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a show. Head over to www.thefallibleman.com for more content and get your own Fallible Man gear.